I wanted to talk about this idea of what's in the Bible and then what are doctrines, okay? So at the actual stuff that we literally as Christians lived by, okay? What's up, Rob, the creator? What's up? What's up? Glad to have you. So because, uh, and, and what brought it up was uh, last week, I, I brought up this idea about Adam and Eve and uh, them being the first people, the first parents. And, and uh, the idea uh, came came about was that a lot of, uh, well, I won't say a lot of, there was there was a couple of Christians that I had contact with was saying, well, you know, uh, you, you saying Adam and Eve were the first parents, but the Bible didn't say that. Like, okay, so they weren't the first parents. So if they want the first parents of humanity, then obviously there's another lineage somewhere. If they weren't the first first parents of all of humanity, then they weren't the some. There's another lineage somewhere that is not of Adam and Eve. Well, if that's the case, then this Christian person does not one understand their doctrines, and two, they don't understand the implication. Because the the doctrine of a rhythm, um, uh, what is what the definition of doctrine? What does what is the definition of a doctrine? And all a doctrine is is a theory, okay? And there are theologians that theorized about biblical stuff or spiritual stuff, okay? So this is what, and I just pulled this off the website, and and I and. This is what I looked up, and you guys can look this up too. Is the doctrine of original sin biblical? Okay? Is the doctrine of original sin biblical? Now, this is what original sin states. Okay? And this is this is what I got in the page I got it off of. So I took some notes and some highlights and stuff. Okay? So I'm just going to read it. So this is off the internet. So when I, when I pulled up that... Uh, uh, looked up that, this is what I got. So it says original sin is a Christian doctrine, the condition or state of sin into which each human being is born. Also the origin, i.e. the cause or source of this state. Okay. Traditionally, the origin has been ascribed to the sin of the first man, Adam, who disobeyed God Okay, so right there it said the first man, Adam, okay? Not, not the second man or maybe there might have been somebody else. The doctrine says the first man, okay? Who disobeyed God in eating the forbidden fruit of knowledge of good and evil and in consequence transmitted his sin and guilt by heredity to his descendants, okay? And who are the descendants? If he was the first man, who are the descendants of the first man? Everybody. Okay? So right there, the doctrine is very specific about who Adam and Eve, or who Adam is in relation to us. Okay? The first man. All right? So so while the, the, the well, I'll, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. So the doctrine has its basis in the Bible. Now, notice they say it has its basis in the Bible. It doesn't say that the doctrine is biblical. It doesn't say that it's, that it's stated 
are written anywhere in the Bible. It doesn't say that. It says the doctrine has its basis in the Bible. This is why. Although the human condition of suffering, death, and a universal tendency towards sin is accounted for by the story of the fall of Adam and Eve in the early chapters of the book of Genesis, the Hebrew scriptures, or in other words, the Old Testament, say nothing about the transmission of heredity of hereditary sin to the entire human race. Okay? The Old Testament, again, I'm, I'm, I'll restate this. The, whole, the Old Testament says nothing about the transmission of hereditary sin to the entire human race. So it ain't even biblical. It ain't biblical. Somebody came up with a theory and made it up. Okay? Now it says... In the Gospels also, there are no more than allusions. In other words, somebody can like say, oh, yeah, it's kind of, it might kind of say it, but it doesn't really say it. It's nothing but allusions to the notion of the fall of man and, a, and universal sin. In other words, they had to make up some more stuff to try to connect the dots to original sin, okay, to their doctrine. They had to make something up because it's just, it, they, they had to figure how they could twist it to like make it fit is what they did, okay? The main scriptural affirmation of the doctrine is found in the writings of St. Paul and particularly in Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 12 through 19. A difficult passage in which Paul establishes a parallelism between Adam and Christ, stating that whereas sin and death entered the world through Adam, grace and eternal life came in greater abundance through Christ. So they're twisting that to say that, yes, Adam brought sin into the world through based on the doctrines, not the Bible, based on the doctrines that they came up. And through Christ is where everybody received the grace of God and said, hey, Y'all accept Christ, you're good. You, you're, you're, not, you're not part of that hereditary sin anymore when you accept Christ. You're washed by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, okay? So that's, that's what this is saying. They say the doctrine has long been the prerequisite for the Christian understanding of the meaning of Jesus's crucifixion and atonement and was especially promulgated, promulgated by St. Augustine in the West. In other words, St. Augustine pushed this doctrine. He's the one who came up and made it up. He made it up, and then some other guy says, you know what? Oh, St. Augustine, oh, that was good, that was good, that was good. I like that, okay? I like that. You know what? Thumbs up, St. Augustine. You made up some good shit. I mean, some good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was good. Okay? That ought to really mess them up. Because now we know we need Jesus. We got to have Jesus. Okay? So, the doctrine of original sin. And guys, again, look this up yourself. Ask Google, is original sin biblical? 
That's how I looked it up. Okay. Now, closely tied to this original sin is the idea of total depravity. So these are two doctrines that everybody lives by that is not biblical. Okay. The doctrine of total depravity says, and it's also called total inability and or total corruption, is a biblical doctrine, not biblical, a biblical doctrine or a biblical theory closely linked with the doctrine of original sin as formalized by St. Augustine and advocated in many Protestant confessions of faith and catechisms, especially in Calvinism. The doctrine understands the Bible to teach that as a consequence of the fall of man, every person born into the world is morally corrupt, enslaved to sin, and is apart from the grace of God. We need Jesus to bring the grace of God to us, okay? But automatically, original sin and total depravity says we're born apart from that grace, okay? And we're utterly unable to choose to follow God or choose to turn to Christ in faith for salvation. We don't even have the will, the, the wherewithal to even turn to God in Christ is what they're saying. So y'all just, as soon as you're born, you screwed up, you messed up, and you need Jesus, okay? So these two doctrines are basically connecting the idea that Adam and Eve are the first parents. That's what the doctrines say. It's not biblical, though. And that's why Christians could come in and start to twisting this idea that, hey, Adam, there had to be more people than Adam and Eve because you can't make sense out of nonsense. If Adam and Eve had two sons, how did these two sons populate the earth? Oh, well, Adam and Eve had sisters. They had more children. But shit, they were still brothers and sisters. So they was all just kind of messing with each other. Or the mother, one or the other, you know, or both. I don't, you know, I don't know. I wasn't back then. It ain't history, guys. I'm just BSing. It's not history. Okay. But it's nonsense. It's nonsense that people have to stand on through their faith. They have to believe and not question. And if you not question, if you don't question, then you allow stuff like this to exist. You allow stuff, you allow yourself to accept the idea on some level that you've been cursed. And black people in particular, that we've been cursed and we are cursed so bad that that's the reason why we're in our condition. Okay? Around the world. We're in the condition that we're in because we did something against God. Nope. So that means we just got to stay like this. We just going to born, be born and die like this because we're cursed because we can't fight God. Too powerful. You know? That's the mentality, guys. And even if you don't consciously state it, there's a program that's running underneath that we're cursed. That's the reason why we're in this state. And we can't get out of it. We got to stop that. Got to stop that. Okay. So I, I'll give you guys a little homework. <clears throat> Some of these doctrines that you think of. Hell is another doctrine that's not biblical. 
because it doesn't exist. Somebody made it up. It doesn't exist. It never was biblical. And the thing that we get is a misinterpretation of these ideas from the original scripts. Okay? From the original biblical scripts. Look up these doctrines, guys, and see where they're coming from. And you're going to find that a lot of the stuff that we've been taught to believe about that's in the Bible is really not. We are living, as Christians, we live someone else's spiritual experience and their ideas and accepted them. Can't do that. You can't fit your whole being into somebody else's ideas of what life is supposed to be. Okay? It's painful. Stop it. And Christians, stop making it up as you go just to justify these nonsensical stories that you get because they're nonsense and you can't keep trying to make sense out of nonsense. It turns your own ability to critically think off. That's what it does. And I know people that are otherwise very intelligent that when it comes to the Bible, they shut down. Their brains, is, is, you might as well just take that shit out and sit it on the table somewhere because they're not using it. Stop. And this is the reason why I'm bringing this stuff up because most people think I'm trying to attack Christianity. I'm not trying to attack Christianity. But what I am trying to attack is these ideas that make us as people feel like we're something less than and worthless. Because you look in our communities, in black communities, anywhere in the world, and they're, they're not self-sustaining economically. All a business is, is somebody that sees a need and then serves that need in some kind of way, and people are willing to pay for that service. That, that's what a business is. So you're trying to tell me that there are no hotels in these communities. There's no stores. There's no grocery stores. Very few. I mean, I'm, I'm in the Dallas area, and where there's predominantly Black people, they call it a, 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 a food desert because most of the communities here that are predominantly Black don't even have a grocery store that people can go to and shop. They have to go somewhere across town. Okay. And it's not unlike a lot of other communities in, in these areas. Doctors' offices are not there because the, the doctors don't live in these areas, okay? There's dry cleaners are usually not owned by black people, okay? And the reason why I'm saying this is that, it's, and it's, it's truly, it's not necessarily about race, but it's about economic determination. And if you are not circulating money in your community, with each other, that community cannot be viable. It, it's not. But we accept these ideas that we're broken because of these doctrines, that we are helpless without Jesus, that we need saving. What does Jesus look like? All of us in the West has gotten a white Jesus. So who's supposed to save us? 
the same people that have been been oppressive in so many so many centuries all around the world. How does that work? How does that work psychologically? It's crazy. It's madness. So we have to change our mindsets, guys. We have to rewire our minds to understand that we are gods and goddesses in training. That's what we're here to do. We're here to learn that we are creators. Now, I do use the Bible because there, there are some truths that can be found if you can look beyond the literal and historical uh, uh, perspective that we've been taught and given, because that's complete bullshit. Plain and simple. But esoterically, there are some ideas that can work, that it can verify. And I use the Kemetic teachings because only through Kemet can we connect back to the original source of what these ideas were supposed to mean? Okay? That's why I study Kemet. That's why I, why I talk about these ideas so much. Because it can unravel the Christian BS that we've been given. It can un unravel the indoctrinated crap that we've been given that keeps people suppressed. Suppressed, depressed, oppressed, they pressed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so so that that's that's the reason why I talk about these things, guys. That that's the reason. So um I want to thank it's Rawlicious Gabe999. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Adrian. I definitely appreciate that. And uh, who's that? D-Rock. Thank you very much, brother. I definitely appreciate it. Appreciate it. Gave $5 and asked a question. Says, what about all the many credible testimonies of people claiming to have died, gone to hell, and come back? D-Rock, that's an excellent question. Excellent question. Because our realities are created by our beliefs. And there are people who have bought so much into these ideas through life that you take that consciousness with you through death. And you have a whole, and once you die, you have a construction that you have to have in order to exist in at first in, de in death. You have an environment, an atmosphere, whatever you want to call it, that you have to exist in. And what do you take with you through that death? What does your consciousness move, move through death with? The same ideas that you had in life. They don't just go away. And if your ideas of dying and death is that you're going to go to heaven or hell, guess what you're going to construct? And guess what you think that you're going to be, uh, that, that you're going to, depending on what you believe about yourself, is the area is you're going to create either heaven or hell. If you believe that you're a good person deep down, you're going to create a heaven. If you believe that you're a bad person, you're probably going to create yourself in hell because you just assume that that's where you're going. But D-Rock, there's also very credible and many different studies that people have done over the years 
that show that there is no heaven or hell, that when people go into the life between lives, there is something else. There is no heaven or hell that they are experiencing. People that don't believe in heaven or hell don't go there when they die. There are many cultures that don't, don't believe in that. It's the West and Christian cultures that bring that stuff forth. So I'll ask you this, D-Rock. If you look up, look up and see what cultures are claiming that they went to hell and came back. Because the original teachings from the ancient Africans through comedic science says that we are in hell now. This is earth. The earth is actual hell. It is the underworld according or from the perspective of a soul. That's what they're teaching. Okay? That's where the Greeks got these ideas called. They call they call the underworld Hades or hell. We translate that as hell. But the underworld is earth because they are talking about it from the perspective of a soul that is falling into a physical body. Light falling into into the body, into into matter. Okay. So a lot of people will make up their stories based on their beliefs, plain and simple. Okay. 